we're turning now to last night's RTE Investigates programme, which focused on the plight of thousands of children who are waiting to be assessed by a psychologist. Because of the long waiting list, some of the parents featured on the programme had paid for a private diagnosis. However, they were later told by the HSE that it didn't recognise these assessments. In this clip from the documentary, Charlotte Cahill discusses the pain of seeing her three-year-old daughter, Kyra, self-harming. So, maybe about six weeks ago, um, Kyra started uh, self-harming. Um, it's just a few of the video recordings that um, I took for uh, of Kyra self-harming to show the HSC. It's very hard to, um, to watch some of these videos. And she was just pulling the hair off herself. This video is just horrific. Charlotte Cahill talking about her daughter and it is of course always worth remembering that parents only tend to appear on programmes like this because they're at the end of their tether. With us is the Ombudsman for Children, Niall Muldoon, who is himself a clinical psychologist. Um, This isn't the first time we've spoken about this, but I know anybody who viewed those stories last night was likely to have been upset by them. How many children are waiting for assessment by a psychologist? Do we know? According to to the figures last night in primetime, they were saying that there was over 12,000 waiting for a psychologist assessment and over 4,500 waiting for um, assessment of need, which is particularly what the children were highlighted for an assessment of need to, is, a, is an assessment of, to understand the, the issues for a particular child in order to provide the service for them. And we're way behind on our, on our figures there. Um, and there's an average waiting time of 16 months where the legal obligation is six months. So again, we've been, we wrote a report at tw- the end of 2020 called Unmet Needs, highlighting the fact that children's rights were being uh, discriminated against. Many children have been discriminated against because of that long waiting list. Since then, it's got worse because um, the, the HSE's answer to the problem was that to create a new type of assessment of need, which would only last 90 minutes, and uh, that was found to be against the statutory obligations and by the High Court. Right, I mean, listening, you, you say 16 months, the average waiting time. Presumably, a, a waiting time like that could have quite an impact on a child. You can go backwards of course, in 16 of months. Of course, I mean, you can see, I mean, that, that's that's such a, a distressing uh, piece from Kyra. I mean, three years of age, you can imagine she starts now for 16 months from now, she could be walking, talking, uh, reading, writing. But if she hasn't got her needs assessed properly, she might fail to reach any of those standards uh, again. And even the support that she's, the fact that she's self-harming now means that she needs services of a psychologist and maybe others as well to help her with that and to help the parents with that. So the, the, the level of distress as the delays go on and the previous system was that if you got past uh, the early years stages, so you're up to six years of age of your waiting and you didn't get it at six, you went to the back of the waiting list for the school age uh, assessment need timing. So there's a whole range of problems within the system. And one of the things we did was we, I met with the CEO of, of HSE in 2021 uh, looking for their plan to make this better and looking for the action timelines to go with that and asking them specifically, what does good look like? What are you planning for? Because we have a crisis here and obviously you have to work on the crisis, but you also have to know what two years from now, four years from now looks like. We still haven't seen that sort of a plan. 
And is the fundamental problem then a lack of psychologists in the public system? Well, it's, it's a big part of it, um, lack of professionals. But again, we've known that for seven, six, seven years and we needed to work on that. We needed to increase the number of, of uh, courses available to, to psychologists. We needed to fund them properly in the wider range of psychologists, counseling psychologists, education psychologists, but similarly SLTs, OTs, social workers. But from our point of view, what you saw yesterday was the drive of um, parents towards the private sector is also working for the professionals. So some of the professionals are under so much pr uh, pressure in the HSE that they sometimes will move to the private sector themselves. So you're losing that way as well. Will you talk us through that? Because watching the programme last night, it would seem that there is a public system there that can't cope. This pushes parents into the private system. Mm -hmm. Then in some cases, when parents presented a private assessment, the HSE said, I'm sorry, we can't accept that. Yeah, and again, that, that's, you know, that's so, it's doubly distressing because many of these parents may have borrowed from the credit union. They may not be able to afford. The, the assessment could cost over a €1,000 for, for some children. And it's it's a huge impact on the child. So the HSE would be aware of a number of people. It seemed like the from the report this night they were aware of this individual who was not uh, fully qualified or appropriately qualified. And all they did was say, we won't take the, the uh, reports from that person as opposed to saying something like nobody should be going to this person and warning parents to stay away from this individual so from our point of view you've got to be aware of those uh, the impact of that so the child has gone through an assessment they've had a report put on the parents pin all their hopes in that report allowing them to get the services which is what it's all about it's a gateway to services and when that doesn't happen then the 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 bottom falls out of the world and the child is no further along and this distress just grows. Now I should say that in a statement to us the HSE did say that some services are available without an assessment of need. Their point being that the children aren't, you know, that they are getting some services. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, it's that's that's a part of it. It's a piece of the help. But again, if you build a system around the assessment need, you need to provide that full assessment need. From our point of view, it's about getting to the services, whatever way you do it. And again, if you need to rethink assessment needs, rethink the access to services, then we need to see that plan and that action timeline. There was an additional problem highlighted last night that basically anyone can set themselves up as a psychologist. Are stiffer regulations needed? Absolutely. I mean, again, I, as, a, as a member of the Psychological Society of Ireland, I'm very much aware the CORA have been talking about setting this up. And the, the plan at the moment seems to be uh, to set up individual sections of psychology to be protected, so clinical psychology, counselling psychology. But what that would mean is that if you are a clinical psychologist who struck off the register, you then call yourself a child psychologist or uh, some other type of psychologist and you would still be okay. But what we need to do is protect the title psychologist as a legal entity so that nobody can use that term without being uh, in breach of the law. And that's how you safeguard our parents and our children. Just one other thing as you're with us. We were talking a few minutes ago about the lifting of the eviction ban. We know that as things stand, there are what, I think about three and a half thousand homeless children and, and we know the impact that that can have on a child. Do you have any concerns about the lifting of this ban? Well, I suppose it's. I suppose it took me by surprise. I thought all the all the mood music was suggesting a, a continuation, but we've continuously and, and uh, consistently said that we our focus is on the children who are homeless. There's only there's three and a half thousand children. That's only sixteen hundred family units. 
So why aren't we focusing on bringing them out of, of homelessness, providing them with some sort of uh, safe, secure social housing so that they're out of it, but at the same time preventing people falling further into it? And I think I haven't seen the plans from today onwards as to how they're going to prevent that trapdoor opening for people who have been saved by the by the moratorium. So it's 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 a wait and see, but I'm concerned. And again, we have a, the, the government and the Taoiseach himself has committed to a child poverty unit and the children in homelessness has to be a serious consideration from that point of view to be eradicated if we're going to make this the best country in Europe to live as a child. Niall Muldoon, Ombudsman for Children, thank you for being with us on Morning Ireland.